0: Can you tell me what speed you've reached today?
1: I have reached about 90 miles an hour today because it's actually pretty windy out there but if I'm really wanting to go fast I can actually reach up to about 180 miles per hour.
0: Have you ever fainted?
1: No because actually the way in which my skull and my blood vessels are all kind of arranged mean that actually when I'm diving at that speed which is a much greater g-force than an aeroplane pilot, you know, doing the loop loops, etc., would experience. Uh, I can actually survive without any problem at all.
0: What's your favourite food?
1: Well, my favourite food has got to be pigeon, and that is the kind of classic thing, really, that we tend to hunt for: our pigeons, feral pigeons, wood pigeons, collared doves, things like that. But really, in, in a typical kind of, you know, maybe edge of town city environment, I might eat over a hundred different types of bird that are found in the area. Do you ever have any fun? So the rest of the time when I'm not killing and eating, I tend to sit around really because it depends on the weather as well. And like a lot of raptors, like buzzards and kestrels, if it's raining, there's no point doing anything because your feathers get wet. You're not so good at flying. Your prey perhaps is hidden away as well because of the rain. But actually, if it's a sunny day, then I love to just join other birds like gulls on the thermals and circle around and circle high and high, And it gives me a fantastic view of where I might be living.
0: Do you have any friends or family?
1: I've got a I've got a mate and we've been together now for about two or three years. So actually she before me was with someone else about 5 miles away and she didn't get on too well with him so she came over to here where I am. So actually for the last three or four years or so we've had about three or four chicks in each year and uh, we occasionally see them the, the youngsters, which were boys, they tend to stay quite close to home. They don't tend to travel too far away. Um, but the daughters that we've had, they tend to they disappear. We don't see them again. They tend to travel maybe 150,
0: 200 miles away. Do you remember um, when you met your future wife... Do you remember wooing her? Can you tell us what, how you wooed her?
1: Yeah, so she, well, first of all, she was still with her other man five miles away, but she was starting to just kind of you know, spread her wings a little bit. And Of course, on those nice summer days when you're just getting on the thermals and what have you, she was coming over this way a little bit. So there was a real opportunity there for me to, to be on the thermals at the same time and to interact with her a little bit and what have you. But it took a few months, but then it was around sort of Christmas time. She'd snuggled a little bit closer bit of snuggling up bit of calling to each other circling together and particularly when you get nice sunny days in january and february time that's when we were out together and it was at that point really she was breaking off from her other mates there's plenty of other peregrines around so i'm sure that he's now got someone else now yeah it was
0: good um so you talk about your family uh, do you ever worry about uh, the future so actually around here you
1: know there's plenty of food there's lots of places to nest, there's lots of places for them to go to. What I worry about more, actually, are, are some of um, our peregrines that are then moving a bit more north. And as they head north, there's a few things going on, actually, up there. There's less prey. Uh, the habitat changes, so whereas here we've got some nice woodland, we've got some nice grassland, we've got nice city kind of landscapes, as you head north you still have some of the cities and towns, but you have big open areas of farmland and moorland and mountains and there you have less prey, things like skylarks that we like to eat, stone chats, pipits. they're all birds that are not doing so well in the wider countryside so there's less of them around to eat, so I worry about that. Also there's illegal persecution going on so unfortunately when some of our relatives reach some of the moorlands they get shot or poisoned which isn't terribly good and the third thing is kind of changing climate so up in scotland for example northern england relatives of mine keep telling me that they're seeing much wetter springs much colder springs and so when they then have their chicks
0: the chicks are getting hypothermia and dying could you describe your character to me are you you quite serious, or are you? Do, do you have a funny side?
1: <laughs> well, I. Well, I am here in the West Country. I love going into the city and the town because I love socialising. And because there's lots of us around here now, actually, you know, those that are just two miles away in the nearby territory are getting really well with them. And those going east are getting really well with them. So, you know, I really like to to sometimes interact with them, but not too much, not too much. Too much and it becomes it becomes uh, complicated. I have to be a little bit careful because otherwise the wife might get a little bit jealous. But equally... You know, during those kind of autumn times when it gets a bit grey and it gets a bit misty, particularly in kind of the cliff area where I have my nest. It could be a little bit, uh, I don't know, that bit of downtime, quiet time. I tend to get, you know, maybe a little bit of SAD, a bit of that kind of, you know, short daylight hours, things like that. But as I say, the good thing is that the breeding season starts early. So at least by December time, I'm snuggling back up to my wife and thinking about the next season.
0: Um, if you could give a message to us, what would your message be?
1: As someone that eats birds, I'm very aware that there's lots of birds out there in the countryside that, that we don't have anymore. We don't have any the numbers that we used to have. And actually, the fact that we as a peregrine falcon now are doing really well compared to 50 years ago, compared to when illegal persecution was much more, much, much greater, compared to when pesticides were causing our prey to die and us to lay very thin eggshells and things like that. Actually, one thing I like to say to people is celebrate us. Celebrate the fact that we're here, that we're doing really well. And, and, and the fact that you know we are the fastest bird in the world so that that in its own right is something to celebrate here here in the uk